Welcome! You are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Dawn Fleming, an attorney-turned-alchemist and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. This show was created for courageous souls willing to step out of their comfort zone and design a new way of life. You'll gain inspired midlife wisdom from those who have done it as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas. Listen, and you'll believe if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Welcome to Magnetic Monday with Dawn, where we attract what we want and we repel what we don't. Our third quarter theme is purpose and meaning. If you've been with me for a while, you know our first quarter focused on health, our second quarter focused on wealth, third quarter is purpose and meaning, and our fourth quarter theme is community and cultural adaptation. So they're all really important pieces to what makes our our life rich anyway, but particularly as we think about moving overseas, we want to pay attention to each one of these areas because they're so, so important for our health and well-being. So I am excited to talk with you about this topic today. It is uh, dream big and act on it daily, as you uh, might have seen on the the title. Um, We're going to go ahead and dive into the power of belief. Uh, We're going to talk about the number one dream killer that exists. Also, how we can remove the obstacles that keep us from achieving our dream life and our most powerful weapon for us when it comes to getting what we want. Years ago, there was the saying that was very popular, you are what you eat. Well, the same thing can absolutely be said about what we think, you are what you think, right? So if you stick with me till the end today, you're gonna discover the three keys to removing mental blocks that keep us from realizing our dreams. So as we dive into this uh, juicy topic of creating purpose and meaning in our life, it definitely starts with our mindset. And understanding how our mind works is a really, really important step. Now I've signed autographs with Dream Big and Act On It Daily for nearly two decades. I started signing that it that way during our time in network marketing. We were featured in the annual Profiles of Success you know, basically a yearbook that had stories about the top earners in our first company. Loved so much, I decided that I was going to go back to that when I autographed my book, Claim Your Dream Life book. There's actually two components of it, and they're equally important in my opinion. So there's the dream big part of it, and there's the act on it daily part of it. So we can't just dream big and not do anything about it, right? That just, we, we, don't accomplish anything really. Uh, We live in our imagination if we do that. And we have to act too. We have to have that action component to really make the, the rubber hit the road, if you will. So why is it important to dream big? I talk about this a little bit in Claim Your Dream Life, but we are blessed with the gift of imagination. No other creature on earth can imagine and envision what their future could be. That is a strictly human 
characteristic. So the foundation for creating the life that you want starts with that visualization. And it's our imagination that fuels your creativity and helps bring forth the things you want in your life. If you can see it in your mind's eye, you can dream it. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. But seeing it isn't enough, right? You really do have to believe that what you're seeing is a possibility for you if you want it to become your reality. So power of belief. When you uh, look at my book, chapter two starts with this quote. I love it. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And that was Henry Ford that famously said that. And I couldn't agree more. I really feel like you, you predetermine whether you can accomplish something or not by your thoughts. And we've got to understand how our creative mind works. Essentially, it works as a self-fulfilling prophecy. What do I mean by that? Our mind is incredibly supportive of our conclusions. So if we believe something's impossible, our mind goes to work to show us exactly why whatever it is won't work or we can't have it. Conversely, if we believe, we really believe something is possible, then our creative mind goes to work to help us find ways to make it happen. That's why it's really important to know going in, you know, is, is this something that we really truly believe is possible or are we, do we really self-sabotage ourselves from the get-go by saying, oh, that's not possible. So how can we use this in a very practical standpoint? Because, you know, the, all this philosophical stuff is great, but, but how in real life can we make this work in our favor? So I'm going to give you some practical steps as you apply this. First of all, remove the words impossible, can't, and not worth trying from your vocabulary and any other words that might act as a block to getting what you want. Understand that when you use these words or even think them, you are setting off a chain reaction of thoughts that are set out to prove you right. So we have to be very careful what we think about, right? Thoughts are things. Two, be open to novel ways of doing things. Don't get, you know, so stuck in the mud, right? Be willing to experiment, to make mistakes, and to fail, which in my view, there are no failures in life. There's only lessons, right? We just learn. We just gather data. Thomas Edison figured out 10,000 ways the light bulb didn't work. He only needed one way to make it work. And he just kept trying until he found the right combination. Try out new approaches when you're problem solving. Avoid rigid ways of thinking. You know, oh, we've always done it this way. We've got to do it this way. Uh, the traditional ways of thinking have never led to breakthroughs, right? If we think about 
you know, being able to, man being able to fly to take fight the, the Wright brothers or being able to go to the moon, you know, if, if you would have said, oh, no, we can't do that because we've never been able to do it before, we would never have accomplished many things that we have. Number three, ask for help and work on improving yourself. Ask yourself and, and others around you that, that you're close to, how can I do better? How can I be better? How can I do more? Ask and then listen and ask the universe, you know, how can I do better? You will be shown the way. Uh, dance with the unseen world. It will help you, will lead you in the direction that you want to go. And when you're talking with people, you're asking these questions, you know, really focus on asking and then listening and really listening more than you talk, right? I, I talked about this before, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. We want to use them proportionately. So let's turn to the second half of the equation. We talked about uh, dream big, the, why it's important to dream big, dream big. And so let's turn to act on it daily. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit CastelitoCaribe.com, www.castellitocaribe.com. We look forward to seeing you soon. Is it time to go? Are you starving for adventure and new experiences? Ready to lower your living costs and upgrade your quality of life? Do you long for the freedom to live anywhere with the economic satisfaction of earning in paradise? Imagine waking up in paradise every day saying, pinch me, is this real? You can live a happier, healthier, and more joyful life. Don't know where to start? Then grab our free paradise checklist to begin dreaming again and start defining your paradise. It's waiting for you at paradisechecklist.com. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. So what is it that stops us from realizing our dreams? Now, there might be a lot of things, but the one I want to talk about today that I think is, is particularly uh, appropriate in this conversation is procrastination. And in particular, how we manage it. Uh, one of the books I read uh, fairly recently that I really enjoyed was a book called Predictably Irrational. Predictably Irrational by Dan Ariely. He's a professor of psychology at Duke University. 
it's really a great book. If you want to learn more about how people think and behave and sort of what drives them, and really, it's a great book to learn more about ourselves because, you know, we're people. We uh, usually fit the pattern of uh, the research that's been done. It's just really full of amazing studies that they've done about, you know, people and their behaviors. Um, I highly recommend it. But the one I want to mention here is an experiment he did with his own classes. He gave three different classes options for their homework when they were going to be turning in their papers. And so he divided, he had three different classes. The first class, you know, group one, chose their own deadlines for three papers that were due by the end of the semester. Once they selected their dates, their deadline, own deadlines, they couldn't change them. Now there was no benefit for turning the homework in early because it wasn't going to be read until after the term ended. So, and if they missed their self-selected deadline for their homework, they'd get penalized 1% of their grade each day that they were late. So the ball was really in their court. So recognizing that procrastination could be a problem, most of these students spaced their deadlines over the course of their 12-week semester. That was group one. Group two had no deadlines imposed except just by the last day of the semester. In other words, they had complete freedom and flexibility. Of course, they could turn their papers in early, but they just had that their deadline was the last day of the semester. Group three was had their, their choices dictated to them. So they had prescribed deadlines. Their papers were due at the end of the fourth, the eighth, and the twelfth week of the semester. They had absolutely no freedom of choice or flexibility. Now, which one do you think had the best grades? Well, as it turns out, group three got the best grades. Group two had the worst grades, and group one was in the middle. So the conclusions that were drawn about this, first of all, students procrastinate. And of course, people procrastinate. We know that, right? That's sort of built in. It's baked into us as human beings. Also, strict imposed deadlines are the best cure for procrastination. Now, alternatively, if you give people a tool to commit to their own deadlines, achievement does improve. He noticed that the group one, they chose their own deadlines. They spaced them very well, but there was a cohort in that class that didn't do that. And so those that did not space their own deadlines had brought the average of the class grade down. So the folks that did their space dead deadlines basically were on par with the, the prescribed deadline group. So it does work. It doesn't have to be superimposed on you, but you have to have those deadlines in there to overcome the procrastination. Professor Airely concluded that while Almost everyone has a problem with procrastination. Not everyone recognizes and admits it. 
So those who, who do can utilize tools in order to help them overcome this sort of natural human tendency that we have toward procrastination. Resisting temptation and embracing self-control are common goals, but too often those goals will take a back seat to immediate gratification. And that is what kills our dreams. It's the immediate gratification. So in my experience, having a system of personal management with some built-in accountability allows you to minimize the negative impact of procrastination. And that's really important so we can make better decisions moment by moment. Because I believe our future is found in our daily routine. So back to that act on it daily, right? That is how we're going to achieve our dreams. The, the, the issue is how can we have this, this big, beautiful dream and be able to work on a day-to-day -day basis, moment by moment, and not get distracted and not go off on tangents and do things that interfere with us you know, reaching our dreams. Same thing can happens when we see with weight loss, right? You have these, these, you make these commitments to, oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get in shape. And then you have that dessert or you decide, oh, I really don't want to go to the gym. And so it's those moment by moment decisions that sabotage us from getting what it is we ultimately want. That's a, a little bit on the, the procrastination trap that we can fall into. Now, the other issue that's really important is our own self-respect. How do we see ourselves? One of my mentors taught me that our life, our reality that we have, is really a room of mirrors. We see on the outside, or what we see on the outside, is merely a reflection of how we see ourselves. So if you want to change what you see in the mirror, do you try to change it in the mirror? You try to change that reflection? No, of course not. You change the image that's being reflected in the mirror. That's what has to change. So you are what you think, as I said, just like you are what you eat. So your thinking impacts your actions. How you act determines how others react to you and what you get, right? That's that's what shows up. So that's why our, our actions are so important. And, you know, it's been said we get one chance to make a good first impression. We know appearances matter, might not be fair, but that's how we're wired as human beings. How we look on the outside definitely does impact how we feel on the inside. One of the first things I learned in sales way back when uh, my first network marketing company, uh, Mary Kay Ash, taught her beauty consultants to not only look good, make sure that, you know, we, we looked, you know, represented the brand properly, but she also said to make our telephone calls in front of a mirror. And I've heard that before in other uh, sales uh, roles that I've had. That's that's something that I've, I've that wasn't uh, the last time I heard that it was the first time I heard it, but it wasn't the last but to make sure we were smiling. So you have that mirror in front of you, you can see a smile. And yes, a smile can be detected in our voice 
as we talk on the phone, although people don't really talk on the phone that much anymore, do they? But you even leaving a voice message for someone, right? If you're smiling, that comes across in that voice message. The other part of it with our self-respect is believing your work is important. And this is something, I mean, this goes way back to, you know, Jim Rohn and uh, Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy. They always talked about this, you know, even if you're not where you want to be in your life, do your best. Believe your work is important no matter what it is. Even if you're a janitor, like if you, you're a janitor, you're just going to be the best janitor on the planet, planet because it, it affects how you feel about yourself. And I'm reminded of the, the story about the three bricklayers. Man's walking by and, and sees uh, three bricklayers. And he asked the first one, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm laying brick. And that's what he was doing. He was focused on laying brick. And that was his, his uh, opinion of what he was doing. And then he asked the second one, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm building a wall. So I had a little bit bigger vision of what he was doing. He was not only laying bricks, but he saw, you know, that was going to create a, a wall. And then he went to the third bricklayer and said, what are you doing? And he said, I am building a cathedral. Really seeing that end result and really the pride of, oh, I'm, I'm working on a cathedral made a huge difference. And, and so what's the difference? Where do you think those three different bricklayers ended up in life? Probably the one that saw the vision of creating a, a building a cathedral went the farthest. The other thing that, that sort of is... Um, and along these same lines that I, I thought of as I was preparing this talk was the advice to tip like a rich man, a rich woman. And that's something Tom and I have always done, whether we've times we've had a lot of money, times we haven't had very much money at all. But if you're out and, and you know, maybe it's I, I worked as a waitress for five years in college. And so I understand the uh, how difficult, how, how hard work that is to serve. People, I see it as sort of like a karmic deposit that cultivates abundance because when you, you, you tip well, you're saying to the universe, you know, other people's service matters. I am a generous person. I appreciate service and I am going to pay the price. I've talked about that before, about the importance of paying the price. And the other piece of it is positive self-talk. Build yourself up. You're you're not allowed to do any negative self. Oh, I'm oh that was so dumb of me. Oh, I'm so stupid. None of that stuff. You can't use that language. You can't think it. It really is defeatist. You can't ha do that that self-deprecating talk to yourself. You want to be your biggest fan, your your cheerleader, right? You want to be the, your cheerleader in your life. So I I promised I would uh, give you some tips for removing mental blocks that stop us from getting our, our what we want in our life, from achieving our dreams. And number one, I would say one of the most important thing is banish your fear of failure or making a mistake. It's It doesn't serve you. You know, the, the failures, the mistakes, that's how we learn. That's how we, we don't learn from doing something well. We learn from making mistakes. And what I've always lived by, and, and it's a great mantra for business especially, but even just in life, plan, do, review. Make a plan, execute it, then do a review afterward. What went well? What didn't go so well? What could I do differently next time? That is a great approach for life and business. Second one, be willing to experiment by thinking 
and acting differently. This might require you to get out of your comfort zone. Do it as often as you possibly can. It really helps you stretch and grow and attract the things in your life that you want. And the third thing, this is probably the most important of everything I've said all day here, is maintain a good attitude, even when it's hard. Why? Because it is the one thing we can control. We can't control what happens to us in life. We can't change a lot of things in this world, but we can control our attitude. We can control our reaction to it, but most importantly, our attitude. In closing, I'm going to leave you with one of my absolute favorite quotes of all time. And it's about that one thing that we can't control. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break an organization, a school, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you, Charles Swindoll. He's a a minister in Texas. Anyway, that is uh, my thought for today. And uh, I'm glad you were able to join me. And I want to just uh, mention in closing too, that on uh, July 23rd, Saturday, July 23rd, is going to be my next free workshop. This is totally re-engineered, remastered. This is basically how to plan your overseas beta test. And it is a format that's a little bit different from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on a Saturday, just one day instead of spread out over several days. That would be a little bit more user-friendly for folks. And it's going to be completely interactive. This is a hands-on workshop. This isn't just me uh, doing training. I'll do a little bit of it. But it's really all about you and helping you go through the process to determine what it is you want and what you uh, want your overseas dream life to look like and where to go and, and answering all of those questions that come up. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to paradiseroadmap.com to register. Again, it's a free workshop and I can't wait to see you there. So thanks for joining me today. This episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We also invite you to become part of our Overseas Life Redesign community on Circle, where you can join us live for these broadcasts. Visit opats.com, that's O-P-A-T-S dot com for details. Thank you for listening.